I'm Basic Becca, and you're listening to The Three Count Podcast. to another great edition of the three count podcast presents now entering the ring i'm your host clifford red dog miller and like i said i'm here to lead you on your expedition of this journey that you're going on so this is now entering which means one thing we have a special guest for you she is the most professional of professional wrestlers because she beat me on the show by 30 minutes she had no idea and neither did i it was awesome well give it up for dahlia what is up red dog <laughs> what's up what's up <laughs> my professionalism is just mm, i love being early <laughs> it's like it's like you knew you just like you know what i'm gonna I, I don't even care what he said. We gonna sh- we showing up right now. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna be here two hours early waiting on you. Get my ring light set up. And where are you, bro? Where are you, Red Dog? <laughs> I was I was in the shower. I'm not gonna front. Like I went to the gym and he came, took a shower and loaded up. And I was like, oh, she's already here. I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Me too. But then, uh, yeah, a little hour or two ahead of you. Hmm. Wonder why. <laughs> Don't worry time that. zone differences no big deal we didn't think that ahead <laughs> no we didn't we really didn't think about <laughs> so hey so first question I really want to ask is who is Dahlia all right so I came up with this really really cool original gimmick Allie how original can you be in wrestling without like picking a little bit from other people but 2011 I'm aging myself 2011 I decided to get involved with professional wrestling and I was like I don't want a porn star name I don't want a stripper's name I want a gimmick and that's when I came up with the Black Dahlia it's one of the most sad intriguing stories you could google online but be careful of googling that you will see some it's a true story so about Elizabeth Short so you will see some graphic murder photos but um I think at the time in 11 I was the only one that came up with the Black Dahlia gimmick and I think maybe one other person since then has kind of wrestled under that name but Mm -hmm. the Black Dahlia is my baby and I am she and she is me (laughs) and I I just absolutely love my my gimmick Black Dahlia so google it but I warned you. <laughs> yeah, be weary. Um, I know all about the Dahlia story. I'm... I was going to ask you, like, uh, sometimes, like, I just am so, I don't mean to be presumptuous, but I just assume everyone knows of Elizabeth Short and everyone knows what happened to her. And then you'd be shocked. Not a lot of people know what happened to her. And I mean, it was from the uh, 1947 when she was killed. So, um, so I guess that's really presumptuous of me to think everyone knows. But I mean, it's so into pop culture now with like American Horror Story and then there's her own movies and there's a band named after her, the Black Dahlia Murder. So I just assume everyone knows, but no, she, young, beautiful girl, uh, got mysteriously murdered and sawed in half. Her titties were sliced. Her face was sliced. Everyone thinks that's the Joker smile. It was the Black Dahlia smile. And, And I was like, this is so intriguing. And I was like, well, I'm an actress. Like, why not? I love horror films. So what, what, what's, this is my gimmick. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be a playboy bunny, like, uh, rainbows and <laughs> kitty cat. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I wanted to be taken seriously. So I was like, let me be a murder victim. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
but and you pick the best one just like right off the jump like it's weird to say it like that because i remember reading about it like so i'm gonna age myself like back in 2001 i remember reading about it and like learning more about it especially with uh the movie the man who who can't stop smiling um okay like learning more about the intrigues of that right so one of my best friends um he actually when Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker, right, he yeah. put a he put a photograph together and he took the image from uh, the man who can't stop smiling and made it pop culture, made more current. Um, Fascinating, but so cool. If you didn't know, like because of that movie, that's the, the whole Black Dahlia incident. Like the smile came from was inspired by that movie. Wow! And when did this movie come out? Oh, uh, it was like a nineteen thirties. Damn, that's so insane. Yeah, dude, like when when her Elizabeth Shorts, God, God rest her soul, when her body was found, um, this woman literally thought she was so pale as a ghost. Like she thought she saw a mannequin doll, and it was literally how old was Elizabeth? Like twenty three years old. She was a baby, and yeah. she was literally sawed in half and separated. And it's just like. Uh, oh, and you want to hear some more? Oh my God, I wish we weren't recording because <laughs> now I want to expose myself. So when I was living in LA, I found the spot where her body was found. It's actually like a place to go to, but it's like, it's not a park anymore. It's right. a subdivision. So it's legit someone's house. So I had to be careful. And I literally just like laid in the spot where she was found and I took photos and I know that might be disrespectful but I did it in a respectful manner and it's on my Instagram you'll have to go check it out but I'm just like laying there and acting like I was her like okay so I'm weird I'll I'll end the interview bye (laughs) (laughs) you know what's crazy is like and and you mentioned right like in pop culture like that's something like you would think is like something big because you know you know like the Black Dolly murders like you've mentioned and then also like in American Horror Story in season one we talked about the boy Dahlia and then like that was like that was the inspiration was the Black Dahlia murders it's just it is crazy because you're right like and and to find someone who actually knows like about it you're just like what like no like that that was a massive thing like in Hollywood like it shook the core of like everybody yeah it was in the news for a very long time like and uh I can't remember what it took the the next breaking news to get that out of the top story but I I just know that uh she was named oh gosh there's just so many details that I, I could go into and it's just like brains going all over the place and I don't want to take up too much of your time talking about her but she <laughs> literally oh wait, I guess what I want to point out is like in American Horror Story she was one of the ghosts in season one it, trapped in the house but they they depicted her as like a, a whore a slut right. and she's like there is a I believe a, a quote from her that said she'll do anything to be famous and I think people took that and ran with it. And then like the movies of her, like is depicted as she was the type of person that would sleep her way in the business. So I feel like that was wrongly interpreted. And I feel like, oh, there's my puppy. <laughs> Sorry, say hi. This is Winston. Hey, Winston. He's my, he's my baby. So Elizabeth, I like to think she was just a young, innocent little girl that got with the wrong crowd or just came across a serial killer. Like we literally, there's, theories of who did it and and um i but the the reason it's so popular is because no one knows who did it like no one got convicted no one went to jail for it like like full-time there's a lot of people that confessed and i think got arrested but no one actually 
they came forward properly and, right. and, and got convicted. And I just think that's so fascinating about the mystery of what happened to the Black Dahlia. And um, I think that's what drew me to the story mostly, not only because um, before I got in the business, I was not a wrestling fan. I was not a wrestler or anything. I didn't know I was an actor. So mm-hmm. when I got involved with the business, the reason I chose her story to portray in wrestling was because her and I had similarities like we were both young and both devastatingly gorgeous obviously <laughs> no I'm fucking joking I know I'm ugly <laughs> I am hideous I promise um, yeah. no is she you can't, you, uh, you can't have that attitude in, in the ring you can't have the attitude in the ring you can't oh. be like I'm, I'm ugly no 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 I'll pay compliments for her. you are you are one of our most attractive guests on the show so please <laughs> Do not you're talking about Winston, my dog, right? You're talking I mean, about my I'm top top two dogs I've ever had on the show. Okay. Second <laughs> oh yeah. Dog. You hear that, baby? <laughs> you're sexy. You're a sexy little booty. <laughs> He's looking at me like, why are you sexualizing me? You know what's crazy <laughs> is is we we talk about it, right? Um, Mena Savari, right? That's who played played her in uh, American Horror Story, right? Oh yeah, beautiful actress, beautiful girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, American Pie. So if you guys don't know who Minnesota Savari is, American Pie, just, you know, the choir girl. If you guys ever get a chance, go check her out. I've never uh, watched American Pie. Okay, I exposed myself. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we get into Star Wars. We get into Star Wars. But okay. I just wanted to know, like, so, so, like, as you said, right, like, you're not a wrestling fan. You weren't a wrestling fan, but then you yeah. got into the business and you wanted to portray the story. But what brought you into wrestling, though? Yeah, that's such a, okay, so good question. Good question. Um, So basically here I am uh dedicated to theater literally from infancy I was an infant playing baby Jesus at a local church like I literally was born and bred to be in theater and uh, I wanted to be an actor and at the time it was 2011 and I went to a local community college wanting to get my associate's degree in art I auditioned for the New York Film Academy I got accepted in the New York Film Academy and I was just like yes I'm gonna be an actor this is great and then in the meantime my parents were like hey be realistic you know have a side job so they sent me to beauty college and I was in Kentucky at the um you had to go to beauty college Monday through Friday 8 a.m to 5 p.m you have to get hours in and so I literally was juggling two colleges at once and I'm just like, okay, whatever. And so here's, here's how wrestling came in. I was there and there was a, I'm like an 18 year old baby. And there's this older woman there, um, 10 years to my senior. And she's like, Hey, listen, I know you're an actor and you'd really enjoy, um, the side gig I have for you. It'd be great for your resume. And, um, she's like, okay, so balleting. And I was just like, bitch. I don't want to park cars like <laughs> what rich rich people have their cars parked for money I, I don't want to do that how does that have to do with acting like how I'm gonna go audition for a Broadway play and here I've parked cars like I did not get it like I was just so ignorant I was just, I mean uh there's only so much I can uh, accuse myself of being just like a young kid but I literally was so ignorant I was like how am I gonna be a valet and then she explained it to me that she's like no 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 so professional wrestling and I was like oh um the people that like fake fight in their underwear like (laughs) I was so rude and uh, uneducated at the time and I uh eventually was like okay whatever I understood what it was and I researched like a macho man with miss elizabeth and I I one thing that people need to understand is when I do something I do it and I'm very 
OCD, ADHD. I get uh, signed up to a podcast and I wait with my ring light for an hour for <laughs> an hour early. <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, I just, um, I, I really, really immerse, submerge myself into what I'm doing. So when professional wrestling came, I ended up turning down my New York Film Academy uh, spot and I ended up uh, staying and, and, and being a valet. So that's how I got involved with the businesses. This uh, chick um, was the valet for local indie companies for like 10 years. And uh, she was, she was like a, a mom, older sister to me. And she was like really, really kind. And she uh, educated me on the business and I studied a lot of film and I've been in the business for like 10 years now. And the majority of my career was balleting. And then the other half was training. And then the other half was being injured. So that that's kind of like the, the first baby steps getting involved with the business. That's awesome, though. I didn't. That's such a unique way to get in. Like someone just telling you like, hey, why don't you be a valet? And you're just like, I don't drive cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like listen you want your car wrecked or something i'm not trying to be a stereotype but a bitch can't park <laughs> hey listen there's two types of parking i do into that car or on broadway as i'm trying to collect 200 dollars on monopoly okay that's the only way that we're parking anything <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, me. Uh, all right so they're like question for you right so we, we we've talked about like you you've been in training right and you mm-hmm. yeah so you've, you've hit the ropes, you've taken your bumps. Do you have a favorite bump that you like to take? Everybody has one. Everybody... You... No, 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 no. I'll be honest. Okay. Me, myself, like right? That. I'll be honest. My favorite bump is a dojo bump. Like, oddly enough, like, I like getting choke slammed. It's weird. And mind you, that's the first time I've told anybody that <laughs> like on this podcast just, open, just lay back and open up and like lay on the couch okay so let me put on my glasses just tell me your, your deepest darkest secrets <laughs> i've watched I, all my friends all my friends who watch and train with me they all they're like i don't want to do that because <laughs> like, they watch me i just i go up and mind you like a boy got hops like i'm not even gonna play like i can <laughs> jump and so when i go up like i go up <laughs> And they watch you come back down. So just- <laughs> okay. So are you a Shawn Michaels, as I call it, seller? Do you sell like Shawn Michaels? Do you float like a motherfucker when you go? <laughs> I try. <'Cause> me. <laughs> I oh try. my god! Everyone made fun of me. Every- well, okay. Um, my best friend Nathaniel. Uh, mm-hmm. he goes by. Uh, he went by Nate Cross, but he goes by uh, Evil Nate, the urban legend. And he used to give me the hardest time sorry my nose is running right now it's like winter out there and I it was awful you know I was basically standing in the snow for an hour waiting for this podcast (laughs) 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 no joking you're supposed to to stay indoors not actually put snow I didn't get that memo like your your dm said hey stand outside in the snow and wait (laughs) you know what I gotta go my secretary I gotta fire that person (laughs) you know like I mean I did that man I did that (laughs) no my nose is running so so um when I was training out at Rikishi's that was one of my trainers which we can get into that like my progression on how I went from um an outside ring to (laughs) Funaki's to Rikishi's but when I was at Rikishi's no one gave me a hard time on my training abilities but Nathaniel because he's like 
you defy gravity, like quite literally, like you, you, how do you float when you bump? And in my head, I was doing it right. And I technically was, but it's like, I floated as I fell. <laughs> like I was like stiff as a board. And I was like, but you guys are supposed to like have your feet taken away from you. And apparently I just like floated down. And I, I don't know. I, that's the way he explains it to me. And I'm just like, well, (laughs) (laughs) you'll have to see it when I do it. I'll post about it. I'm sure when I get back in the ring, when I'm medically cleared and I take my first bumps back in the ring, I'm sure I'm going to do that floating bump. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's wild. That's wild. Like I, you know, it's, and I, I I would have to ask my friends now, now I'm going to, now I'm curious. I'm going to ask my friends, like, do I look like do I float or do I just like sink like a rock? Like, I'm just curious to hear what you guys have to say. I, I, I'm sure I'm the only person that does that in the history of time, but uh, I've never heard of people being like, well, what's your favorite style of a bump? But do you want to, like, I think you mentioned in DMs, like the worst bump I ever took. Do you want to hear about that? Yeah. I okay. <laughs> so I believe the move was like an RKO or something. And I was a valet. I was not trained yet, motherfuckers. And I was just a little girl and I'm barely five. Oh, wait, anyway. So the, the setup was, um, <laughs> so the setup was <clears throat> heel, bad guy, me, valet, good guy, uh, loses, but hits his finisher on the valet. Like, okay. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember <laughs> I'm going to put him, I'm going to call him out right now. Sean Hernandez made me do this. You motherfucker. No, I love him. Is he was like, hey kid, have you ever taken a bump before? And I'm just like, probably like eating nachos, like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, have I taken a bump before? I take a bump every day, sir. It's like when someone when, when someone like Sean Hernandez tells you to take a bump, take a bump, you know, you don't question it. It's like, yeah, totally. I can take a I can take a bump. So I the spot and setup was me to take a bump. And so when you when you take that finisher, where are you supposed to do? A front bump, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Back bump. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Like literally in front of like what 300 people, you know, like a typical like crowd. It, it wasn't a little crowd. And I I mean, I sold like a motherfucker. I sold, I sold like Shawn Michaels. You know, I sold that bitch. But I, I literally took his thing, and they're like, "Okay, so just take a front bump." <laughs> yeah, take a front bump. Sure. So the whole match, I'm like, "Take a front bump. Take a front bump. Take a front bump." And as soon as I get in there, boom! <laughs> I took a back bump. And this is the thing. This is what's going to make me sound like a complete psycho if I don't already. I um had broke ribs at the time Mm. on my whole like left side I had broke ribs so not only did I roll in the ring willingly untrained but I I took a back bump instead of a front bump and I did it on broke ribs Mm. so yeah I'm a professional they always say like wrestlers like have that one thing that's like loose right like they say (laughs) We're oh a- yeah we're, we're all crazy of course yeah there's something always a little off on us that we like do crazy stuff like all the time who gets in their underwear and fake fights you know what i mean like who we're stunt workers i mean it is what it is but we're in our panties out there like what's wrong with us 
Yeah, I fight. I fight in pants. Like I'm not gonna front. I fight in pants. Yeah, you tight in your. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. maybe I should because my butt cheeks, like, it, it goes from one thing to a G straight. I'm. I, I honestly probably should wrestle in pants to save the crowd's eyes. Mm, I mean, it's a personal preference thing at that point. Like, I have friends that wrestle in in their shorts and they love it, and I'm just like, all right, that's yeah. Cool. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah totally, my dude. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. We're circus freaks. I mean, uh, not uh, it, it. You when you take a bump, like just speaking of that, like what's the first initiative? You want to catch yourself, and we don't catch ourselves. We're like, yeah, boom, you know, like attack the mat, like Rikishi said, attack the mat, and um, uh, during training, and I'm just like, okay, attack the mat, and I mean, you're gonna fuck yourself up if you try to catch yourself. So yeah, there of course are loose screws. Like what what the fuck are we doing? And uh, we're professional stunt workers and we're professional athletes and we don't catch ourselves when we fall. And that's so poetic, but also what the fuck's wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, I had a uh, one of my friends. He was uh he was learning how to back bump and uh, he just he that's the one thing he did he tried to reach back and try to catch himself and he uh, did he break his arm no he jammed his elbow oh okay well, yeah it was, I mean that it, felt- he got lucky but I was who like, got lucky oh, dude like oh when I was in training there was a person practicing Samoan um back back whatever yeah. there's a technical Long name top. for it yeah yeah and the guy that was taking it like kept on reaching his arm back like this to catch himself as he was going down i'm like bitch don't do that i am not ready to be that person that sees that bone Ugh. i was like please don't do that <laughs> or, your arm bends, or the arm bends the other way I've he seen- got that that boy got lucky i can't stomach that shit there's a reason why i told my mom i wasn't going to be a nurse <laughs> and it's because i can't see shit like that like i see it in my head and that's enough and i'm gonna like throw up <laughs> So it's it's wild because you talk about how you know you you train with Rikishi, right? So I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. like, what kind of advice like has he given you or gave you that you wish that you could like pass on to like everybody else who's been like, yeah, in okay, anything? Yeah, Rikishi is probably one of the most humble people I've ever met. He's like so into family, and I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but because I'm a nobody, I don't expect everyone to know my story. But when I went and trained under him, I was homeless. And um, I was thankful, I was fortunate enough to be the good kind of homeless and have a vehicle, because it could have been a lot worse. But I, I mean, I was still exposed to the elements. And when I was training under him, I also worked night shift. And so that meant work all night, 10pm to 7am, uh, go work out at the gym, sleep in my vehicle during the day, and go and train at his at his, um, at his uh, dojo but I I think they call him the dome the, the out there but um he knew and he sat me down and was like and I never asked for help I never asked for a handout and he respected that and he's like listen kid I, I trained under my uncles and they made not made him forced him but where he, he was homeless and he said, I turned into my uncles and they knew I was homeless and I had to sleep out of my vehicle too, kid. And I did that for two years. And I was like, man, this like WW Hall of Famer, this like probably a multimillionaire, this, this legit dude was like in my shoes once and his family knew about it. And I'm out here. I don't have family, friends in LA. I don't know anyone. And I was like, wow, that's so relatable. Like he's so relatable. And it's like, he rags to riches. And, um, 
I mean, it's so humbling to have, like, I'm barely five foot here. I'm a little girl. And having this, like, monster Samoan, like, pull you to a side one-on-one and teach you how to attack Matt and just from the ground up just to uh, teach my basics. And I definitely humbling. Definitely shut the fuck up, become a sponge when you're around him. And I definitely think if you ever get an opportunity to meet him, whether it's in a locker room or to go out and train under him for a two day free trial at their school at Knoxborough, I definitely encourage people to do that because nothing but positive vibes like with him. Definitely. Oh, that's awesome though. Like just, and like you said, I mean, just right there, like in, in the little bits, right. It's just, just shut up and be a sponge, like learn. Oh yeah. Like that's just kind of like how wrestling is. And I mean, there's times like, okay, so I trained under him, but before I trained under Rikishi, I was with Funaki and different people have different teaching, uh, like with wrestling, like, unless you pick up bad indie habits, no one's ever wrong with how, what they do. And some person might not like how you sell this, but the other coach loves how you sell that, or you lock up sharp with Funaki and Rikishi's like, Hey, lighten up or something. And like, these are just like up in the air examples, but, um, with different people have different preferences in wrestling and I I think there's no right or wrong way to wrestle but then also um it's very intriguing going from coach to coach and seeing the different methods they have and their teaching wise and the in the in the the technical way to wrestle and I just I don't know it's it's cool yeah (laughs) I rambled there I rambled there shut me up no, 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 no. Because first of all, like, this is like all focused about you. And then secondly, like you make like such a great point about like, everybody has a different flavor of how they like to do things. Right. So like, yeah. not everybody's going to be like, yo, I love vanilla ice cream. Some people like chocolate. Some people like strawberry, but we, well, if you don't like chocolate ice cream, I think you're like satanic. So <laughs> you see, there you go. That's, that's a, that's a personal preference. Like, but, <laughs> <laughs> but is it though? but you know what what is that meme what is that meme with the uh the child it's like chalky milk (laughs) i'm I'm lactose intolerant but i'll have some chalky milk (laughs) (laughs) i think and and what you make you make a great point though is that at the end of the day like every we all love wrestling right yeah we all have different flavors of it and just how we want to work and even coaches are all different I've heard stories about people like Al Snow, how they'll teach one way, and I'll hear about another person mm-hmm. like Cheeseburger from Ring of Honor. He'll or Ring of Honor. He'll he'll train another way, and then you'll yeah. hear stuff about. So it's it's cool to hear like all different stories and like you know everybody like some people like you said right. Punaki would be like be intense, and then Rikishi's is like lighten up, <laughs> and you're like yeah yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's I mean with uh, my best friend Nathaniel, um, Evil Nate, he. Uh, trained under both as well with me but before that he trained under Rip Rogers and if anyone knows Rip Rogers you know Rip Rogers like every other word's a cuss word he's like cocksucker bitch blah, 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 blah. take the bump this bitch uh suck my dick bitch you know like you know like I just remember him vaguely from 2012 when I was around him and um he's a great guy but some people might get offended by that and like some people might cry <laughs> like he might make someone cry and then they're like oh I want someone to be more gentle with me and it's like everyone's different and you said you were training right like uh you just got in the business within a year like who's training you uh so sick and taylor actually out of um over here in baltimore maryland is why i'm training oh, cool. yeah so i've been cool. with him for uh it's a year now actually since january of last year 
And what's what crazy, a way to get in the business right before COVID, bro. Right. Yo, that's a, that's what I was going to say. Right. So like COVID, like, so it started in January and I, I remember texting him in November of like 2019 and I was like, Hey man, I'm going to come up um, in January. I'm going to start training with you. Right. Cause at the time, like there's some story, like I ain't going to front. We all came, you know, some of us came from the backyard scene and I was in the middle of something. And I was like, yo, as soon as I get done with all this, I know. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you do that? Um, But yeah, so. I I thought this was a professional interview. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would let out the window, right? When we said go. But uh, (laughs) I, I, uh, I was like, yo, I got some stuff I got to tie up and then I'm going to be free up. So that's exactly what happened. Like things freed up. And I, January, the first week of January, uh, my daughter and I, we showed up to his property and we started talking, got a ring, started bumping. And I remember there was like, there was like 10 of us, right? Like just starting. And um, the next week I show up and there's like 31 kids, including myself. And I'm the oldest one, clearly by a long shot. And uh, I was like, yo, I was like, this is great. Like, this is like a legit thing, right? And then I show up the next week two people of course (laughs) cream of the cream of the crop you know like (laughs) at once like dude just look at it like this like a lot of us are besides me apparently but a lot of us get involved in business because we're marks and we're we we're just fans it's like dude yeah i want to do that and you know like you're a little kid and you're a little um what is it called ninja turtles panties you're sitting there drinking a little juicy juice and watching you know like uh, at the time I'm sure it was the attitude error and you're like I want to do that and then when you get an opportunity as an adult to do it you take your first bump and it's like Phew, I forgot to you know exhale like they told me to and I inhaled and fuck, uh, I'm thinking we're thinking the cosmos and I'm re- like do you really want to do that and not everyone's cut out to do it because it isn't fake you know like it, it, you are a stunt worker you are an athlete you are slamming your body on wooden metal like it's not a trampoline and a lot of people are not cut out for it and uh let the pussies go man you're one of the two that stayed right well and it was funny it's like so two showed up the next week and then uh one of them was actually he's actually um like he's he's a seven footer he's just he's getting well he's getting known all over place. signed contract immediately what the fuck but he's at- it was so crazy. It was he's actually my first guest on Now Ancient Ring. So the first guest of the show. His name's uh, Big Trouble Ben Bishop. And he's actually one of like the nicest dudes out there. But yeah, he, cool. him and I were working together. And then like, we just, things just kind of took off. And then like, then March happened, COVID comes and everything gets shut down right. for two months. And I was like, ah, what am I going to do? I was like, how am That's- I going to learn? <laughs> right. That's dude. Like, I, I mean, who could have predicted COVID really? I mean, I, I believe in aliens and shit and I believe zombies are going to happen. And I could have, <laughs> I mean, like it, it could happen, but I, I just, you hear about these like small businesses, like people save their fucking money and you want to know, like, this is me. This is what would have happened to me if I had money. <laughs> like you hear about these people like saving up their life savings. and like, I'm going to open that barbershop. I'm going to open this business. And they opened it like March, 2020. Mm. And it's like, oh, dude, like that's like my luck. You yeah. know, like I, I, I pack up one suitcase. I go to LA. I, I, I sacrifice everything I ever have. I um, sleep out of the vehicle during the daytime to become a professional wrestler. I uh choose not to wrestle shows for the school like I personally was like dude I want to I don't want to work shows I want to 
uh, I'll help you uh, set up for a show. I'm going to go work night shift and then at Walmart. And then when I come back the next day for training at like 10 a.m., I'll help tear down from the previous show and clean up. But I, I'm paying my dues. You know, I do everything by the book and pay my fucking dues and I get injured before I could start taking bookings. So like I, I get the Murphy Law thing. Like if anything can happen, it will happen. I wrote that book. Yeah, I won't even front. Like um, me and uh, I was... I was getting ready. So I had, I was, you know, once COVID happened, right, we started getting back in the rain, like late May. And then I started, you know, started running again. And I was at training every weekend, like I was in the ring, like bumping and learning how to do spots and learning how to just work a wrist lock and an arm lock and then go, yeah. go into a camera lock, go into a headlock, run ropes, right? So I'm still learning all these things. And my trainer was like, hey, we have this show coming up in West Virginia. I want you to be a part of it. And we're going to put you with some safe hands. Bet. Right. So we're running and we're talking about it and stuff two weeks before the show happens. Right. We're doing rolls. I do a three quarter roll, tear my lower abdomen. No. Out for, out for eight weeks. Oh. <laughs> so it like crazy. naturally fused back together. You didn't need surgery or anything? I didn't. No, I didn't have to have surgery. So I ended up having just, it was a minor tear, but it was enough. It was significant enough that like I was out, out. But here's Dude. the crazy part. So I, I tear my lower abdomen, right? And uh, I go to the, I go to the ER, right? They thought like, they thought I had a hernia. Come to find out that's not what I end up having. But here's the craziest part. And this is what a lot of people don't know. I showed up to training the next day and I didn't go, I didn't go train, but I sat there with a notebook and just took, took notes. And I just- oh my God, you are me. <laughs> I swear you're me. Okay, so when I, when I, I, I was training out there, um, Rikishi, he has his jobs, you know, so he's in and out from the school. And uh, he was there that day. And I'm like, yeah, my coach is here. Let's just show, <clears throat> I'll show him what I got. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not that egotistical, I swear. I'm like, shit, I got to go. I have diarrhea. I got to go to the back. I got to go, go to the bathroom. If anyone here is flushing, it's me. <laughs> so, so, no, seriously. <laughs> So um, I uh, tear both ligaments in the bottom of both my feet and I end up rolling back in the ring and, I'm, and then I like collapse on my body and then I stand up. I was like, I got it. And I'm trying to still wrestle and Rikishi had to stop me and physically tell me to get out of the ring because he's like, there's a code in wrestling. It's either you're um, hurt, continue, injured, get out. And I was just like, I'm hurt. I think I, I think I like twisted my ankle. I had torn fucking ligaments and I kept going and he had to tell me to quit. And, um, I stayed out in LA for two months with torn ligaments. I worked night shift at Walmart, pulling heavy freight pallets, um, stocking freight, unloading semi trucks. And I, uh, continued to work out at the gym and I continued sleeping out of my vehicle and I continued wrestling for two solid months before I was like, this isn't getting any better. This is not a sprain. I, both my feet are like stumps. Right. I, there's something wrong and I need help. And so I, I can really totally grow. And that that's, I feel like that's what puts us in the, you said there was 30 kids at school. And then the next day there's only two. That's the difference between us and other people. And I think it's really not to stroke my own cock here or anything, but I feel like it's really commendable for both of us, you know, like to continue with torn fucking muscles. I mean, it's like one of the most excruciating pains you can feel. So yeah. kudos to you, bro. 
Yeah, and I, and like like I said, you know, I show up like every, and I went back every week, and I just sat down with a notebook. Like, I'll after this interview, I'll show you because you know, can't can't be showing you guys secrets. Anyway, oh, I sat with notebook, wrote down, and just wrote and wrote and wrote. And then like my trainer is sitting right next to me. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Yo, I'm writing down this drill." He's like, "Why?" I was like, "So when I get healed, I can start running this drill again." And he was that's just like, so cool. What? He's like, "Yo, that's crazy." And like he just watched me, and like you know, I followed this whole thing. So it's been it's been wild. But then here's the crazy part. Uh, I go to my, I, I go to, I have to go to a surgeon, right? Cause they are like, we gotta make sure like, you don't need surgery. Yeah. Surgeon. And I, <laughs> I've never told this story on the air. So this will be the first time like we get to hear this too. This is kind of fun. So okay. I go to the surgeon and mind you, this practitioner walks in, he's like, Hey, so what happened? And I exactly had to look, man, I was in a ring. I was doing a three quarter roll. I was going over the shoulder, but I was going left knee, right shoulder instead of right knee, right shoulder. And I twisted and I think I, t- you know, they thought I have a hernia. And he's like, what do you do again? I was like, I was in a ring and this is what happened, right? He goes, oh, okay. So he goes to the other office. Mind you, the other, like I'm in the office, like my door right here, that's where the other office is. I can't oh, so you, you can hear him. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So this man walks in and he's just like, I don't know. He said something about being in a ring and he like, he thought he heard something tear. I don't know what he's talking about. So the, the <laughs> surgeon comes in, right? And he's like, hey, Mr. He's like, hey, Mr. Cliff, like, how's it going? They go, I'm the surgeon, blah, blah, blah. We start talking. He's like, so what did you do again? I was like, well, I was in a ring. I was rolling. And I, I exact same, I twisted kind of funny. And I think I tore something in my lower abdomen. You know, they thought it was a sports, her- they thought it was a hernia. I don't know what happened. So he goes, mm-hmm. what do you do? And I was like, well, I heard your guy over here try to describe the story to you. And I looked at the man. I was like, no disrespect to you, but you fucking suck. I was like, <laughs> but I'm a pro wrestler and I was training in a ring and I rolled and I tore, I thought I tore something in my abdomen. He goes, you're a pro, like, like WWE. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh shit. And then like, next thing I know is we, we talk about the whole incident. Right. And then he was, he yeah. looked like, oh, it's just a tear. He's like, you'll be fine. Just rest for the next oh, week. You'll be good. He's like, you'll be, you'll be great. Don't worry about it. Did they do an MRI for you? No, he legit was just like, he's like, you know, the crazy, he was like, he's like, you're, you're fine. He's like, you have a couple of the muscle tears. He's like, so when you start doing crunches and stuff, he's like really contract on the sides and that'll, that'll go away. And sure shit. He was right. And I did. So, but here's the crazy part. It's like, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Right. And I'm like tweeting out like, oh yeah, I'm going to be back in the ring two, two to four weeks. Everybody better watch out. I'll say, bing, my surgeon adds me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, exposed. Yeah, I was like, oh. Well, okay, actually, well, I sir, I said 12 weeks. <laughs> but, but no, like he, he, lo- I, I saw, I saw that he uh, followed me and I hit him back and I was like, hey, you know, thanks for the follow. He's like, I can't wait to see you in the ring. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's a wrestling fan. I was like, oh, bet. That's so, so positive, dude. That's so cool. Yeah, well, then, uh, you're what'd you say? You're in the Northeast, like yeah, Mid Atlantic, so Maryland. Yeah, uh, well, there's a lot of wrestling fans up there. It's kind of like a part of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> if I tell anyone I'm a rest, uh, I'm a professional wrestler, they look at me like I just said I slaughter babies and drink their blood or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> and no, and I don't get a follow; I get a block on social media. <laughs> That's right. That's you know what? I'm sure everybody who's watching this interview now they're gonna be like, I, I gotta find this chick. <laughs> She kills babies. Yo, she she drinks the blood of the innocent. I'm in with this. <laughs> she loves the. Oh my god! Blood. I'm in. 
<laughs> if I get any creepy DMs, I'm blaming you. Hey, that's it is what it is. You know what? I, I I'll take full responsibilities for that. <laughs> but it's 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 crazy though, like to think like how like like the game, like the wrestling world, like how tight knit we are. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. like, find like like my ever since like I I even changed my Facebook page. Like it just says like I'm a I'm a wrestler. And then next thing you know, it's like. I was like, my phone, like, legitimately, as we're sitting here, like, I can just hear, I can feel my phone vibrate, and it's, like, people, like, adding me, like, on Facebook. And, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you see where he's sitting on his bed by vibrate? He, yeah, he means his phone. It is, yeah, it is. It's, it's his, his little, his little. This is my casting couch, okay? Let's not get <laughs> your casting couch, oh my god. There's, like, a cum stain in the corner. Shh, <laughs> yes, I'll go <laughs> This is my casting couch too. <laughs> we have to keep it capable. <laughs> uh, so, oh like, like that's all like like the big hard hitting questions like I have for you. This is like actually this has been like one of my favorite, most fun interviews that I've done in like in a, in a uh, little bit. Don't gas me up, bro. He guys, he says this at the end of every interview. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I'm no one's gonna know because no one hears what happens afterwards. <laughs> so, listen. Like I, like I said, these are all like the big, hard-hitting questions I have. But we do have the best segment, and I did warn you about this before we started doing this podcast. This Another is after. time for the three-count podcast, ten-count questions. It works like this, right? I'm gonna fire <laughs> off questions at you. Just whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. I hate you. Okay. Uh, I'm, okay, fine. All right, so here we go. So we're gonna put it on an imaginary timer, right? Oh my god! And here we go. First question: Name a movie franchise that you wish that you were in. Star Wars. I'll bet. All right. With that being said, though, favorite Jedi. Obi Wan Kenobi, obviously. Oh, let's go. Yes, I'm in with <laughs> this. Um. All right who's who's your main character for lord of the rings oh good question um my boner radar would be legolas uh obviously like but uh probably aragorn like more on the fan base like if i'm gonna fuck someone legolas but if i'm gonna yeah two two different ones <laughs> i get it i met orlando bloom nicest dude like i've ever met oh my god also he lucky was he was completely smashed when i met him <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing you're gonna have to tell me that story <laughs> all right favorite candy okay um okay so i'm gonna um i have a lot of food allergies now that i'm in my 20s and life sucks with them but do you remember uh those little are they altoids like you remember they were orange in a cylinder yeah, like that shit was awesome what the <laughs> fuck happened to those I, I it was like my cocaine i was like oh, like as a kid <laughs> I about the can. yeah i couldn't get enough of that i was a weird kid and then like as a child i would have also like, there was a little spray bottle about this big and it would be like sour candy apple and you just like spray it in your mouth yeah and my mouth is watering right now thinking of that shit like i don't think they make that anymore no whatever did happen to- i remember those though i, remember- I think Dude, I, had- I thought i was a lot. boss bitch i thought i was a boss bitch with a little purse in the early 2000s walking around and i had my little out toys and i had my little spray bottle and my little lippy gloss <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i am the coolest girl in school right now <laughs> I was a warhead guy. Like I just had warheads like all the time. Oh, my mouth is salivating right now. I, I was like, I'm tasting the bitterness. <laughs> all right. So let me know, Pepsi or Coke? 
I do not drink soda. So neither. That's a great answer. I yeah, neither. Sorry. All right, give me your favorite rock band. Um. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna do your basic bitch Metallica. That's a great band. Like, I just I, I like it all though, so I get judged. <laughs> all right, so it's Friday night. What are you doing? Uh oh god, uh, am I medically cleared? Wrestling. If I'm not medically cleared, it just in the gym. And if I'm not doing that, maybe movie. There you go. Okay, all of the above. All of the above. Let's go with that. All right, favorite <laughs> podcast. Uh, definitely not this one. God, there's this like loser that's like interviewing me right now. <laughs> I'm gonna remember this. I remember. I can't wait. I'm gonna add all the stuff in the beginning. All the stuff you said, don't put in. I'm putting it in now. <laughs> Dude, I, I was like talking about finger banging assholes and shit. I know. That's that. It is what it is. It is, what it is. <laughs> we won't. We won't tell them about the midget porn that you have going on on uh uh, dude, my collection. Don't expose me. Oh, snap. <laughs> All right. Dude, this guy takes like, he likes to shit himself. Don't add that, bro. Yeah. It, hey, you know what? Why you got to expose a business like that? Okay. I didn't want to <laughs> know that. takes laxatives for fun. It was, just, it was just, it was one time and I was there. <laughs> it was college and I was drinking <laughs> a lot. All right. He said it would never pop up on the internet and somehow it did. Go for it. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> nominate one person that you can't wait to see on this podcast um nate evil nate there we go and then last but not least and this is gonna be the one i can't wait to see my oh favorite my question to ask every single person that comes on this show favorite curse word uh cocksucker there you go so that's it that's the 10 count question see you're all worried you're all stressing out right before we get into this. well dude you were talking about x-men shit and i'm like don't expose me lord of the rings star and now i didn't and you you went ahead and just told everybody that you don't watch x-men <laughs> right you, you guys know i actually that's not true because she did say that she's a fan of magneto so i will i'll put that on. sir ian mckellen that, that was, yeah you can thank lord of the rings for that like i go. i'm a basic bitch what can i say <laughs> <laughs> But my final thing for you, Dahlia, is let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. You can find me everywhere, bitches. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I just created a Twitter, actually. So now I'm like one of the new kids. Yeah, just Black Dahlia. I like the year she died, 47. I'm morbid. Like, if you didn't know that, that's where the 47 comes from. Like, I'm such a freak. <laughs> but, i thought it was yeah, a 47 like, series hats i didn't know <laughs> yeah people are like well that's not 69 so what's the 47 exactly? it's like nothing it's not always sexual with me guys jeez <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the year she died oh and then and then I, I can't get a boyfriend because of that because they're like block <laughs> i don't I can't do with her can't do with her <laughs> But yeah, so you, like you said, Black Dahlia forty seven on Twitter as well as Instagram. Is there anyone else? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I have an OnlyFans account. If you guys want to subscribe, uh, I, I'm under my gimmick name as well, like Dahlia Dahlia Monroe on Facebook. But I think that's it. Like I don't know, like that's all the social media platforms, right? I I just created a TikTok, but I'm not like posting yet. So I'll come back on and advertise my TikTok. Yeah, I'm on. TikTok. I'm on TikTok. You guys, everybody can find me on there. It's crazy, but that is it. This is the Three Count Podcast presents now Ancient Ring, and like I said, I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller. And you know, 
it, it is what it is. It's what I do. It's here. I'm leading you on your expedition. But this is now entering the ring. And like I said, with our special guest, the Black Dahlia right here. So, guys, you know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or just wait because the next episode is going to play like right after this one. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the 3Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the 3Count Podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the 3Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So... Show some support, please.